Red Apple Media is proud to celebrate 100 years as one of America's most influential radio stations and New York's first. WABC. And WLIRFM Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block, this is a WABC 77 Second News Update. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your 77 WABC News Update. Some airlines have halted or diverted flights to Ukraine for fear an invasion by Russia is imminent. According to the White House, Biden warned there would be a swift and decisive response by the U.S. and its allies if Russia moves to invade Ukraine. Americans are evacuating while locals are preparing to fight. For more on this, go to WABCRadio.com. Police in Windsor, Ontario said they've made arrests and are towing trucks near the Ambassador Bridge that joins Detroit and Windsor. This after about 4,000 protesters, both in trucks and on foot, blocking the busiest border crossing between the U.S. and Canada. They're protesting COVID-19 vaccine mandates and other restrictions. Two teens were arrested Saturday night. They're suspected of shooting an off-duty cop in Harlem last weekend after he just attended a funeral. The officer was shot in the foot, although he's not believed to be the intended victim. The officer was treated and released at an area hospital the same night. The teen suspects are charged with attempted murder and being held without bail. Police say four people were wounded when a gunman opened fire outside an L.A. restaurant Saturday where singer Justin Bieber was hosting an after-party following his concert. All are listed in stable condition. Bieber was inside the venue when the shooting took place. Video shows rapper Kodak Black was one of the victims, and NBC says he was one of the wounded. The weather brought to you by the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy and cold overnight, low 21. Monday, mostly sunny, high near 28. From the 77 WABC studios in Midtown Manhattan, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And remember, the news never stops at WABCRadio.com. 77 WABC. Is the other side of midnight with Frank Morano? They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Hopefully you have survived your post-Super Bowl. By now you've had a few hours to console yourself over your losing team, to celebrate your winning team, to um, count your gambling winnings, or to find out a way to pay off your gambling debts. Hopefully whatever you did for the big game. It was fun. I have been told, and I hope Matt Blaze didn't bleep me when I just referred to the Super Bowl, I have been told by our owner... John Katsimatidis, and uh, we covered this Sunday morning on the Cats Roundtable. If you're not listening to the Cats Roundtable, you sure, certainly should be. Every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. That we can use the word Super Bowl as long as we're not making any money off of it. So I can say Super Bowl and refer to what happened at the Super Bowl as long as I don't try to sell a segment or try, we don't try to have a sponsored segment that says Frank's Super Bowl Minute. So I can talk about the Super Bowl. We don't have to bleep. Um, my commentary of Super Bowl. That's that's cool, right? All right. That's, you were not that, that's the word from the the owner, the boss. Uh, that's all we need. That's it. So um, it it was interesting though. People were very panicked last week. Did you see Chad was in here during my interview with Michael Smirconish? Calling people were going for, crazy. They though. were. They were. Uh, hey, I am thrilled to be here. And uh, if you are going crazy, 
then you are in luck because coming up at 4.30, uh, Keith Ablo, Dr. Keith Ablo, a world-renowned psychiatrist, best-selling author. He's done a lot of other things, uh, positive and negative. We'll get into it. He's going to be here at 4 o'clock. He's going to talk to us about why everybody it seems to be killing themselves these days. I don't mean to be flippant, but uh, suicide is a real problem, as we saw last week with uh, Jeremy Giambi. And uh, as we've seen with a lot of other celebrities that look like they're on top of the world and clearly are not. We're going to get into that as well as some mental health coping strategies. But uh, as we've been doing frequently, we have assembled yet another midnight panel. We have a panel of two today because one person that I mistakenly thought was booked for today is actually booked for next week. But it's better off because... It allows for the three of us to have more time to talk. Let me first welcome in studio a longtime friend of mine, a former professor of mine at New York University. He happens to be a professor of architecture and comedy and a travel expert who created the Been There, Haven't Done That tour and lecture series, the one and only Barry Goldsmith. Barry, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. How are you doing, Frankie? I'm, you you look up awfully dapper for 1 o'clock in the morning on a holiday weekend, I'll tell you. Well, all I can tell you is if it weren't your your show, um, uh, I wouldn't be dressed like this. What would you be dressed like? I'd be a, sh- a, a schlub. <laughs> a schlub. Well, a schlub. I, I, hey, I, because it is my show, I am dressed like a schlub. And uh, we are also joined um, by the one and only award-winning multimedia personality, Guinness World Record holder, and author of the book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-Something Should Know, The my good friend uh, and former colleague, Pavlina Asta. Hello, Pavlina. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Now, uh, Pavlina, we were a little bummed that you're not in studio. You are actually doing what they call here at the radio station these days a full Barry Goldsmith. Now, uh, to give people (laughs) some context about that, Barry was part of a travel panel that we did about six or seven months ago. And he thought I was joking when I asked him to come in studio. You evidently also thought I was joking when I booked you to come in studio today. You know, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was not expecting to go in studio when you first asked me to come on. So when you said, like, when you said the location, I was like, I am actually on my way to Florida. Um, so I'm not going to be able to make it. And right. I think it's crazy because I, I'm so thankful that you asked me to come on. I'm really excited to, you know, to talk to you guys. Um, I just moved out of New York City, so I well, was like, "This is this is like perfect timing." Well, I, yeah, I, I, I want to ask you about that. So you're done with New York. You've bid farewell, like so many New Yorkers. You've done the full uh, hop, skip, and a jump to Florida. Well, I'm actually going to Michigan. So mm. I got a new uh, job as a TV news anchor, mm. um, evening news. So I'm very excited about it. But it's in Michigan, and as of right now, I am saying goodbye to New York City. I have to keep reminding myself that the city's not going anywhere and that I can always go back, you know, because it was a very emotional, like I was there, you know, like a lot of us, of course, that I stayed all of 2020, all of COVID. Um, So I think mostly because of that, I really needed a break from the city. Um, And plus, you know, 
career moves and everything. Absolutely. But yes. <laughs> well, congratulations on that new uh, that new opportunity in Michigan. It Thank sounds you. it sounds terrific. So uh, w- every week, though, it seems like I meet a different person that says they're moving out of New York to go to yeah. Florida. L- uh, just last <laughs> night at the Super Bowl party uh, that I hosted, there were two or three people that said, "Oh, I can't wait to move out of New York to move to Florida." That's not you. You're not moving because you're fed up with New York. Uh, you're moving because you had a job opportunity elsewhere. Correct. And I mean, my family is from Florida, so I was born and raised here. I'm just having a a week in between, you know, actually going to my like my new apartment and getting everything set up. So so, yeah, we're just sort of that, in that in between phase. But I have so many New Yorker friends that ended up moving to Miami, to Orlando. So I feel like I have half of my like New York community now in my home mm. state. Yeah, so I'm does, like, it does I'm here. seem that way. Barry, yeah. you are something of a, a travel expert. You always, we've always seen a lot of New Yorkers and New Jerseyans move to Florida. But uh, now it seems to me it's more than ever. Is that just my perception because of the pandemic or from where you're standing or sitting in this case, do you actually think there are more New Yorkers and New Jerseyans moving to Florida? Well, all I can tell you is that uh, I used to say that um, I would go to Florida. Well, anyway, uh, Florida to me is a place that you visit when you're a kid to Orlando or when you're my age to retire, not uh, not Pavlina's age. <laughs> now, it's interesting that you bring up the generational divide between the two of you. Right. You are safely in the baby boomer category, right, Barry? Uh, f- formerly baby boomer, now baby doomer. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the next to go. We're the next to go. We're on the edge. Now, and, and it's not suicide necessarily. It's just natural. Uh, Pavlina, as I mentioned, you are the author of the book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-something Should Know. Yes. Are you millennial or are you Gen Z? I'm a Gen Z, but I'm on the older side of the Gen Z. I'm like the first few years. I see. So, so it's like yes. um, when your birthday is, you know, on the 21st, you sort of have traits of both astrological signs. Right. You know? So you have <laughs> traits of Gen Z and traits of, of millennial. And even more so because I have two older siblings who are very much millennials. So, you know, I, I watched them. I learned a little bit from them. So I definitely saw it. It's funny because there's four of us in my family. So my two millennial siblings versus the two Gen Z siblings, there are some stark differences, which I always think is really funny. Well, but, some, um, something tells me that uh, the generational uh, divide between you and Barry is going to provide for some very interesting discussions over the course Definitely. of the next uh, 40 minutes or so. I, I have to tell uh, Pavlina. Uh, yes. I have to tell you that um, I liked your book so much. I bought three, which is apropos for my age, just past 60. See, <laughs> 20 oh and 20 I and 20. <laughs> and, in fact, I, I, I think I once uh, – uh, about three or four years ago on the ship from 970 a.m., you asked me about some trip you were taking for you, you and your mom, and I gave you travel advice then, if I recall correctly. Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Where were we going? It was either um, London or Iceland. I'm not sure if you uh, oh, remember. I think it was London. It definitely wasn't Florida think- or Michigan <laughs> oh, yeah. or Michigan. Oh, by the way, when you go to Michigan, uh, where where are you going to live in Michigan? So you're going to laugh because it's hilarious. It's I feel like it's basically Canada. Um, I'm going to Marquette, Michigan, which is in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, okay. Uh, something I couldn't understand since I was a kid, okay? There's uh-huh. Upper Peninsula, Peninsula, Michigan, and Lower Peninsula, Peninsula Michigan. Why Correct. aren't just two different states? 
Hello. That's a I know. Question. You know what? They're not even connected. Like, if you right. look at it, Michiganders are very proud of, like, or I guess describing where they're from, right? They have the lower mitt, which, like, they always use their hand. And, like, the up, the upper peninsula, I guess, is, like, a scarf or something. It's closer yeah. to, like, Wisconsin. What is that state? Wisconsin. 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 Okay. I That's the first thing they're really going to ask you when you're on TV there, Pavlina. Is what yeah. state you're next to? And, and whatever. I know. I'm really going to have to learn like the Midwest and all of these states. I'm so used to like East Coast, West Coast. You know, the mid the Midwest is uh is important. But um, yeah. So there, you're right. I'm surprised it's not you know its own state. I'll have to I'll have to look into it because they're not really that, that close together. And for God's sakes, when you get there, can you please? Unlock the gate so those truckers can go from Canada into Michigan at long last, please. <laughs> Absolutely. I will do my best, Barry. I, you know, I will do what I can, okay, uh, for the people. <laughs> all right. Well, today is Valentine's Day. Now, uh, Barry, you're divorced, right? Am I correct? Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, Pavlina, you are not yet divorced. Is that accurate? <laughs> that is correct. I, hope, I'm never married. <laughs> hopefully never. Hopefully. Uh, no, no married, you. yes, but not divorced. Okay. All right. So yes. we, we get to cover a lot of ground. Um, uh, generationally between the two of you. Now, ba- Valentine's Day is always one of those holidays where it, 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 I feel like no one's having a good time. The people in the relationships aren't having a good time because there's so much pressure to uh, to do something uh, grandiose and impressive on Valentine's Day for your partner, whether it's gifts, whether it's chocolate, whether it's flowers. And then the people who are not in relationships are not having a good time because they feel like everyone else is it's it's a it's a very pro couple holiday. There's not a lot right. of people embracing singlehood on Valentine's Day. At least that seems to be the case in the past. Pavlina, if people are listening to us uh, in either category, if they're in a couple, if they're a, co- a committed relationship, or if they're uh, if they're lonely, if they're single this particular Valentine's Day, what advice might you have for for either of those categories? Absolutely. I mean, I, it's so funny growing up. I never liked Valentine's day. I always just thought it was sort of a like, okay, ew, this is not really for me. I don't know what to do. But now that I'm older, I sort of see Valentine's day more. If you're single, that's a self-love date, baby. Okay. That is like, it is time to break out the face masks and the bubble bath and like whatever you like to do for your self-care day. I see it as, you know, if you're single, have you have yourself a day even if you're in a relationship you know there's certain things that you guys can do together but then also sort of acknowledge that self-love um aspect of it uh but as far as like being in a relationship there is always so much pressure to really impress the person to get them everything and to i think it's just so important to keep it simple and uh you know hone in on the things that your your partner you know loves or whatever and just like it's it's all about you know loving each other or you know in in singles case self-love right so um my advice is just keep it simple and, and make sure it's about more of like the love instead of the things that you buy them you know what i mean barry anything you would add or subtract to what pavlina just said what pavlina said i think in a way is true it's got to be self-love i'm not seeing anyone right now so it's for self-love what i do is every valentine's day i buy myself a new mirror and as I get older, I, and you know how, how actresses, sometimes older actresses, put Vaseline on the lens? Well, I put more and more Vaseline on my mirror. 
every Valentine's Day, and I keep on looking the same. I mean, I'm I'm so <laughs> delighted. And uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Valentine's Day this year, there are a lot of people that are getting flowers, chocolates, or just going out to dinner with their partner. But this year, we're seeing a very real, and we're going to talk about this throughout the program, a very real problem with inflation in that everything costs more than it used to. Barry, what kind of a struggle, I mean, how how do you think inflation is going to be affecting people's Valentine's Day plans this year? I mean, can you really tell um, your your wife or your girlfriend, well, you know, honey, uh, the dollar lost uh, 30% of its value in the last two years. I don't really think we can go out to the kind of elaborate dinner that you're accustomed to. Well, I, I know there's cryptocurrency now and Bitcoin. Well, I can tell you that inflation has even bit into Bitcoin. I mean, it, it takes out a, a quite a big chunk everywhere. So there's also, if inflation goes up like 7% a year or 7% a month, I just buy 7% less, so I'm not affected by inflation. Uh, what about what, what are you hearing, Pavlina, about inflation and how it's affecting Valentine's Day this year? Yeah, I thought this was so interesting, uh, you know, because it's not really something that you think about for Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, like, let's talk about inflation. But, you know, it, it's been affecting, like, the packaging that they're, uh, they're doing for, like, chocolates or whatever or the flowers. I mean, like I said before, instead of what you're what you're buying, you know, or what you're the material things like as long as it's about the love, you know, I think you're I think you're set. (laughs) But the flowers are are important. So invest in those. Uh, That's uh, probably pretty good advice. uh, Barry, since you do have some travel expertise and if people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Pavlina Osta. She is a television anchor and the author of the book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-something Should Know, and Barry Goldsmith, who is a professor of architecture and comedy and the founder of the Been There, Haven't Done That tour, lecture series, podcast, and so forth. Uh, Barry, since it is Valentine's Day and you have something of a a travel background or an expertise in travel, uh, there are a lot of unknown romantic destinations where you can really be alone with your loved ones. You are the master of telling people about the travel destinations that they may not read about in the tour book and the guidebook. Any specific uh, travel locations, whether it's a nearby trip that people could drive to today or whether it's something that they could gift their partner for a long-term trip, any romantic, super romantic spots that you'd recommend to folks? Well, it depends on what city. Every city has them. Uh, I, for instance, when I was when I was uh, younger, and uh, my my then wife and I were going to Columbia Graduate School of Architecture, we went on Valentine's Day to Butler Hall. Butler Hall is uh, the swanky restaurant on the Columbia campus, and it's on top of one of the buildings there. And I like whether it's an expensive restaurant or a cheap restaurant, one with a great view when you go up at night and you can see the stars and the moon and and not the person sitting at the next table. I think that's romantic wherever you are. I mean, Paris, for instance, you don't have to go to Tour d'Argent, which is $300 a dinner. You can go to Gallery Lafayette uh, Cafeteria, which is on the roof, or under a beautiful Art Nouveau dome at the other department store, Pranton. So you can find places that are romantic and in addition, when you're sitting in front of a, a, a high restaurant with a view, rooftop, 
There's nobody in front of you. So you feel as if you're together with her or with him or with it or with they, uh, whatever's woke these days. Uh, Pavlina, whether it's Florida, New York, Michigan or Iceland, London, any, <laughs> any spot that you've been to that you find particularly romantic or uh, are there any criteria that make a spot romantic for uh, a, a couple that's looking to, you know, I don't know, do something special? I mean, I think it depends on the couple. I, I mean, I have had some very nice Valentine's Day dinners in New York City. Um, I sort of like the classic dinner. You know, it's like, oh, he picks you up, you get your flowers, you go to dinner. Like, I think all of those are really cute. Delmonico's or wherever, you know, you like to go. Um, I think I did one at Capitol Grill, too, which is also just sort of classic, right? But as far as, like, you know... I would be fun. I would be, I would like hiking if you're like, if you have the ability to do that, you know, if you're like in Arizona or something, like a little hike on Valentine's Day, I think would be cute. You know, I think it depends on the couple. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I've told my ex-wife on Valentine's Day, the last uh, Valentine's Day uh, we were together, I told her to take a hike. So, uh, (laughs) you know, so I agree with you, Pavlina. Definitely. That's hilarious. If any of the lovelorn out there have uh, questions, we have three people who are far from experts. Although I must say I am the only one out of the three of us that is currently married. Although, uh, again, a, a I, wonderful woman, I, I haven't, must add. I haven't, yes. I haven't checked my phone in <laughs> at least two hours, so uh, perhaps that's changed. If you have questions for Barry Goldsmith or Pavlina Asta, you can give us a call, 800-848-9222. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl in a minute, some more Valentine's Day stuff, and a whole host of other issues. And believe it or not, both Barry and Pavlina have had an interesting connection with the Guinness Book of World Records. I'll tell you about that and a host of other issues. 800-848-WABC. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Pavlina Asta is here. Barry Goldsmith is here. Coming up, we'll talk with Dr. Keith Abloh. we got commendations coming up and a whole lot more. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. WABC. Hey, folks, it's Sid here for NJ Diet. Baseball season may not start on time, but that's no excuse not to start your own spring training. You can get yourself back into game shape before the warmer weather, since it only takes 40 days to lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds with NJ Diet. NJ Diet's program is unlike any other diet plan you've heard of before. It starts with bioenergetically personalized supplements based on your hair, saliva, and blood work. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to create your ideal diet and workout regimen, help you keep the weight off the rest of your your life. You'll be fully monitored to make sure you're burning fat, not just losing water. You'll also get the doctor's personal email and phone number. NJ Diet is all natural, no shots, no hormones, no surgery, no feeling hungry, and no awful prepackaged foods. Yuck. Locations in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, or from home with live online video consultations. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or go to NJDiet.com. Lose the weight for good. That's NJDiet.com. These numbers we're seeing around inflation are pretty scary. Last year, your dollar lost a ton of value. Inflation rose by almost 7% in just one month towards the end of the year. That means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. Inflation is a silent killer. It's a hidden tax felt by everyone. And Washington is only making things worse. Inflation isn't slowing down. In fact, it's escalating quickly. It's worse than it's been in 40 years. 
gold provides a hedge against inflation and can protect your family's wealth. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust. For investing in gold and silver, you have to take this seriously. Oil prices are rising, we have supply chain issues, and all of this is going to compound our inflation problems. You can trust Legacy Precious Metals because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. It's time to be proactive before you regret it. Take steps now to protect yourself. Call Legacy Precious Metals. They can advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. You can speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals at 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Sid here, talking about my good friend and Bernie's good friend, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. He continues to give back to our WABC listeners. How'd you like to receive one of Mike's books as a gift absolutely free? If you order right now, Mike's book, What Are the Odds, can be yours free when you order your My Pillow items right now. My Pillow is part of the cancel culture, as you know, and he wants to thank you and pass on his significant savings to you with Mike's book. The lowest prices are now in the history of My Pillow. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners specials slippers at 50 percent off the geezer dream sheets they're great 60 percent off as low as 39.99 the classic standard my pillow marked all the way down from 69.98 to just 19.98 using the wabc code and save 55 dollars a piece on queen size pillows marked down to just 24.98 deep discounts on all my pillow products enter promo code wabc call 800-887-2185 today that's 800-887-2185 use the promo code wabc Talk Radio 77. WABC. You're hearing things. You're hearing things. On 77 WABC. My funny valentine Sweet comic valentine You make me smile With my heart Your looks are laughable Unphotographable the great Frank Sinatra singing My Funny Valentine. Uh, we are just a few hours removed from uh, Joe Piscopo's terrific Ramsey Mazda Sundays with Sinatra show. If you uh, have not gotten a chance to sample it, usually I listen on my way in. Tonight, I or last night, I got in a little later because I uh, was waiting to see the end of the, the, uh, the football game. But it's a terrific show. If you're a Sinatra fan or a Joe Piscopo fan, you've got to be listening every Sunday night from... Six until nine. It's between a couple of the shifts that Curtis is generally doing on Sunday. It is a fine, fine show. Meanwhile, uh, we are joined by two fine individuals, uh, Pavlina Asta, an award-winning multimedia personality, Guinness World Record holder, and author of the book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-something Should Know, and Barry Goldsmith. 
He's worn many hats over the years, uh, and it's amazing that he is able to keep his hair so well coiffed with all the hats <laughs> that he's worn. He's uh, been a comedy writer for a lot of great shows, including the Joan Rivers show. He's been a professor of architecture and comedy. He also happens to be a travel expert who created the Been There, Haven't Done That tour and lecture series. Uh, Barry, you were telling me during the commercial, you had a tough time with uh, with COVID recently, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um well, all I can tell you is that people have said I'm a hypochondriac, right? So having gotten COVID proves I'm not a hypochondriac. So be be careful. Wear, wear, wear a mask, especially. See, uh, that's one thing. I'm over 60. So to me, when I wear a mask, people automatically think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> so that's why everyone over 60 should wear a mask. Did you get COVID after you were vaccinated? Yes, I did. And you were fully vaccinated. Yes, I did. And I, the the irony is I went to I went to to France in November, no problems. Uh, uh absolutely wonderful. They were very very careful the French. I came back and I wear a mask all the time. I'm very careful. I carry um sanitizer with me. I use it in on my hands. Sometimes when I see a beautiful woman, I use it on my head for dirty thoughts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm very careful. Pavlina, what was your story? Did you get COVID at all? You know, I, like I said, I was in New York this entire time, like during the whole COVID situation, and I was fine. And then right before uh, the holidays, like, you know, Christmas time, I went to... I think a restaurant with some friends and I must have gotten it there. And I was also fully vaccinated everything. And I was just like, really? Like, this is the one time I get it. And I, I, I know it was Omicron or whatever, but it, it wasn't great. I didn't love it, you know, but I had a friend who, who wasn't back like, uh, you know, vaccinated and she is about the same age as me and got it really, really bad. Yes. So yeah, that's... I'm very thankful that I didn't get it that bad. But yeah, I did end up getting it around Christmas time. We had a socially distanced Christmas. It was it was a lot of fun. I can <laughs> and imagine. thankfully, no one in my family got it. So I was able to contain it. <laughs> you know, when I tell people I, I got Omicron, you know what it sounds like to me? It's like a, an automobile company introducing our new electric vehicle, the Omicron. It does sound very futuristic. Yes. It is. Like it a does. transformer it's sophisticated. or something. It does. It's, yes. yes. Uh, hey, uh, well, Pavlina, what did you – I don't know how big of a uh, sports fan you are, but the Super Bowl is one of those occasions. It really doesn't matter if you're a sports fan. It's all about the event, the party, the halftime show, the media event. What did you end up doing for the uh, Super Bowl yesterday? Well, I was I was traveling and finishing up the last touches of my packing and moving and and all of that stuff. And but I'll tell you, I do not care about sports. I've never really cared about sports. And even though the Super Bowl is like an event kind of day and like people that don't really care about sports, like pretend to care. I don't even pretend to care. I really don't. So you I just, had like, no interest. I, you didn't participate. You didn't watch it. You didn't do anything. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I woke up and I think I saw like an. Uh, you know, who won on my, you know, list of news notifications that I got. And I was like, I didn't even know who was playing. So, <laughs> so it didn't affect you one way or another. Uh, no, never does. I like to see like the highlight reels the next morning. And that's all I really need. <laughs> uh, Barry, something tells me you weren't at your local neighborhood tavern loudly cheering on the Bengals or the Rams. No, what I, what, no, what I was uh, actually, uh, I was watching on television and I, 
as an architect, architect's professor, I was watching the, the uh, what is it, SoFi Stadium, and I was thinking, oh, my God, they copied the Science Museum in Shanghai in Pudong. It almost looks exactly really? like that. And everybody said, oh, it's award-winning. The stadium is wonderful. Bullshit. It's a copy. All right. And just be careful with okay. uh, with what you're saying on the radio there, Barry. All right. Um, a couple of the commercials that have gotten a lot of uh, a lot of attention involve some celebrities. For instance, this commercial starring one of uh, one of my favorites, the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm and the uh, the creator of Seinfeld, Larry David. I'm still not entirely sure what this was a commercial for, uh, but I saw him playing a bunch of different remar- uh, roles. It looked funny. Uh, this is a little bit of this Larry David Super Bowl commercial. I call it the wheel. Yeah, I don't think so. This is a miss. Russell James is behold! It's a fork! I got dead forks right here, baby! <laughs> a toilet? We're not animals! We go outside like humans! Hancock! No king! The people shall have the right to vote! Even the stupid ones? Yes! Ah! Edison, can I be honest with you? It stinks. Nobody's going to the moon, ever. Why not? It's far, it's too far, it's far. Let me die, Put the music, this fucker car. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. So I, I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, again, I'd never heard of FTX, but I guess that's what the Super Bowl's for. Uh, but if you're spending $7 million to have everybody uh, know you. Again, I guess the premise of the commercial was it shows Larry David playing different roles about history, predicting how these different innovations are going to be wrong. And then here he is in modern times saying how crypto is not going to last and how he's never wrong about these things. The implication being that Larry David's always wrong and how uh, you should be bullish on crypto. Crypto had a very big presence at the Super Bowl. In fact, it's the first time I remember seeing any crypto ads in a Super Bowl. Uh, that was, uh, I think, pretty clever. Uh, give me your review, Barry, as a uh, as a comic professor and as you know, as a consumer of what we saw in that Larry David commercial and from crypto in general. Well, first of all, in that commercial was was so loud that. I could say that Larry David did not curb his enthusiasm. Okay, number one. And by the way, you know, uh, curb your enthusiasm. You know what it sounds like during COVID in the lockdown. The only way you could go and pick up something from a store is curbside pickup. So I was thinking of curbside, uh, uh, curb curbside enthusiasm. Now, uh, the only problem with that is it became so involved, and I was thinking of history and the signing of the Declaration of Independence, that by the time they got to what it was, I didn't even, you know, it's like, so well, what? Well, that was my that, impression It as was well. anticlimactic. It, that was my impression is I kept saying to my friends, I said, what is this a commercial for? And then exactly. And then it says at the end, FTX. Uh, Pavlina, are you into crypto? I could see you either being really into it or really not into it. It's something I really want to get into <laughs> because it is the future. And I know it's obviously where a lot of us are going. And I find NFTs to be really fascinating, but I have not gotten into it yet. So because you never really know with those kind of things. And investing is one of those things that 
I like to put my money in something that I feel like that I have a lot of knowledge in or something that I, I know what's going on with. And crypto is just not one of those things. But it was really fascinating. So I, I did know that, you know, some of the big sponsors of the Super Bowl, that's the one thing I did know, were some crypto companies. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and one of the and when I was listening to that ad, because I hadn't seen any of the Super Bowl um, commercials just yet, but I, I noticed that it was for crypto. And I was like, that's really cool. That's really crazy how how fast it seems like. Uh it's, you know, just being integrated in everyone's lives, even though I know it's been around forever. Well, but... do you think – well, not necessarily forever, but do you think that that uh, Larry David is the best spokesman to get uh, to get people involved in crypto? Is that ad uh, – even keeping in mind you didn't see it, you only saw it, you only heard it. Is Larry David and that ad the best way to get people on board the crypto train, do you think? You know, I think it's funny. Um, I think for what they were going for and like the, you know, who Larry David is and what he stands for, just like the way they portrayed all of it. I think it was hilarious. And I, I, I like it for that. Um, I mean, he's not exactly like the face of crypto. I don't think like <laughs> I wouldn't really put him. I wouldn't think, you know, oh, crypto or NFTs and yeah, and I, think of him. I, but... I, thought it was, I thought it was clever for that reason. It's like yes. years ago they had that uh, I think it was a Snickers commercial featuring Abe Vigoda and Betty White, uh, two <laughs> very kind of uh, not necessarily trendy people not considered young and hip at the time. And I thought that commercial was clever uh, for the same reasons. Let me play right. one other commercial that's gotten a lot of attention. I don't remember seeing this, but I was running around and I was talking to people, so I didn't pay that close attention to the to the commercials themselves. This is a rocket mortgage commercial featuring that American icon, Barbie. Barbie really wants this dream house. It's got stunning views and a slide. Barbie's ready for fun. So cool. And Barbie found out about this dream house with an alert from Rocket Homes. She did? Well, it's a super competitive market. Everyone wants to buy the dream house. Better offer Betty. I'll go 10 over asking. Cash offer Carl. Straight cash. House super skipper. Let's tear it to the studs. You vultures. You're going to start a bidding war. This is less than ideal. Oh, no. Don't worry. Barbie has a verified approval that shows her finances are backed by Rocket Mortgage. So Barbie wins. But we need a house. Oh, I found a fixer-upper castle on Rocket Homes. It has good bones, but really bad neighbors. (laughs) I like his vibe. Get your dream house all in one place with Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage. For a better way to find and finance, Rocket can. Thanks for helping. No problem. It's good for my glutes. Now, I, I actually, after hearing that, I'm actually sorry I didn't see the commercial because it sounds very clever, actually. Actually, it, it, it's it, it's a compilation of dollhouses. And, but, however, it is woke. It is very 2022 because you notice Barbie wants a mortgage. She's not waiting for Ken to buy her the house. <laughs> True. So it is very woke, okay? Uh, not bad. How would you rate the wokeness of that one, Pavlina? Yeah, that was pretty woke. Um, I, you know, I didn't even think about that, uh, Barry. So that was that was a good one. I like that. Thank <laughs> she's you. she's an independent woman. Indep- okay, yes, and we like definitely, to see it. definitely. <laughs> Do, Barry, were there any other spots that stood out in your view? Uh, any other commercials that you thought were particularly interesting, good, funny, amusing? Uh, well, noteworthy. There was the one with Mike Myers for GM Electric Car. Oh, was that the one where he was Doctor Evil from the yeah, Austin Powers he, movie? He, he was Doctor Evil. Now. When I hear of doc, of evil, Dr. Evil or evil, 
I do think of an electric appliance for somebody, Dr. Evil, like the electric chair, not an electric car. <laughs> I guess that's true. I enjoyed that uh, mostly because it played on uh, my love of nostalgia. And you, you, it's unbelievable to think that Austin Powers is nostalgia, but it very much is and that they reunited all those villains from the Austin Powers movie. That was a lot of fun. And Dr. Evil, they showed at the end that he did have a son. So that's an homage to you and karma. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take it. And uh, the commercial I really enjoyed just because I love everything William Shatner does was the Planet Fitness uh, commercial with Lindsay Lohan and William Shatner and all those people. Now, again, I I don't pay too close attention to the commercials because I think it's silly that we rush to change the channels on commercials 364 days a year, but then Super Bowl Sunday comes around and all of a sudden we watch these commercials as if it's uh, gone with the wind or something. You know, (laughs) what I can't understand is Planet Earth. He does a commercial for Planet Earth. And what was the buzz for one over a year it was escaping planet Earth. What a hypocrite. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, Pavlina, you know, just going back to Valentine's Day for a second, that we're going to take calls in a second at uh, 800-848-9222. Since you do, you're right on that cusp of Generation Z and millennials, what do young people who are either in a couple now or seeking to be in a couple, what do Generation Zers, for instance, do differently when it comes to Valentine's Day when it, uh, as opposed to their older counterparts? You know, so you're asking like where, when, what are they doing to get into relationships or what are they doing as far as for Valentine's Day? Either or, either or, just generationally, what's something a Generation Z or or a millennial might do differently romantically than a Generation Xer or a baby boomer? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it can cross, but um, I know a lot of my single girls, we love to have a Galentine's Day, you know, Galentine's Day is... Basically, where all your girlfriends get together and you, you know, sort of celebrate together. It's a lot of fun, super cute. And there's always a lot of great activities, you know. Um, and I, so I think that's always fun. Um, I've, I, I was actually talking with one of my friends about it. And he was saying, like, guys should have their own, like, guy in times, guy in times day. I don't know how that would work. But where they, you know, a bunch of guys, single guys can get together and just sort of like have some self care and maybe. Well, you some... call it, call it Palentine's Day, right? <laughs> Palentine's that works too. <laughs> but um, I feel yeah, like guys I mean... are looking for fewer things to go to. Maybe that's just me. I'm looking for fewer and fewer things to have to have to go to. And uh, this is true, Barry. You have, I think, a daughter that's in the millennial or Generation Z age range. What what do you see as the the key differences between somebody Pavlina's age that might be courting a romantic partner versus somebody your age well first of all uh, i haven't seen her i just saw her again in in november i haven't seen her for two years during lockdown Mm. she's now going to to cambridge uh i just see within my daughter the difference between 10 years old and 20 Uh, it's uh and when i was uh, when she was born I was not exactly – I was past 40, okay? So people used to say to me, oh, what an adorable baby or adorable child because they didn't know if I was the father or the grandfather. Now when I was with her in in Paris, you know, I'm past 60 and she's turning 20 on March 4th. I, I People are staring at us. You know what they're thinking to themselves? What's that dirty old man doing with that beautiful <laughs> young girl? That's the difference. Uh, all right. So uh, I guess some of the truths are universal, but uh, there you have it. So a, an emphasis on 
on Galentine's Day, according to Pavlina, and then a uh, looking differently uh, when you are running around Europe, at least with your with your father, according to according to Barry. It is interesting, you know. I, I'm reminded of uh, what you said earlier, Barry, about using uh, hand sanitizer on your head for the dirty thoughts that you have, and it does remind me of the show that we had debut on this radio station this weekend. Curtis Lee were co-hosting this new show with with Anthony Weiner, who did get sentenced to 21 months in prison for sending obscene material to a minor. And uh, when I brought this up on Friday, when I announced this, there was a firestorm of controversy from the callers, people saying, I'm not going to listen anymore. And that seems to be uh, the case on social media as well. A lot of people just very upset about the show. Others saying, no, this is good. This shows WABC wants to reach out to different constituencies beyond just the narrow conservative listenership. Um, Barry, what do you think of a show like this and somebody like Anthony Weiner being given an opportunity to do a radio show? Is this the kind of thing that uh, th- that you can be on board with, or is this the kind of thing that maybe was just, I don't know, a bridge too far in your judgment? Uh, well, for, for, first of all, um, didn't wasn't Anthony Weiner's wife a member, a friend of Hillary's or yes, something? Yes, yes. She still is her chief of staff, actually. Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. O- okay. So uh, I guess for WABC, it's another uh, point of view. It's a, a balance, a, a balance, a conservative versus, uh, I guess, uh, liberal. Uh, what about somebody in the middle? My territory. There you go. That's, right. Uh, yeah, no, mine too. Pavlina, what are your thoughts on Anthony Weiner being given uh, an opportunity to host a, a, week, a weekly radio show? Well, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> that's that's a great question. I mean, I I can kind of see the two sides um, of of it, but I understand why people would be angry about it. Um, but I also, you know. I also do believe that, you know, we can we can get past it and it's it, like it's something that he can get past and, you know, what he's done in his life. And I don't know, honestly, that's um that's a tough one. But uh, it's an interesting call on W, you know, on WBC's part. But, yeah, I'm not really sure, honestly, because <laughs> I, I could definitely see where it would upset a lot of people. Well, uh, I think for Anthony Weiner, it, it's kind of he should have changed his name, gotten a stage name, or you know what? Better yeah, maybe yet, that would better be a good call. In, in Vienna or Berlin, they pronounce uh, uh, Weiner Wiener. Wiener. And, and considering, uh, let's put it this way, and it, it's an extension of Weiner that got him into trouble. Mm. So, uh, okay, <laughs> he that, alluded that, to that. that. He, okay, okay, he, okay. <laughs> so I think he should have said, "Hi, I'm Anthony Wiener." Uh, yes, uh, I'm named after the schnitzel, okay? <laughs> that certainly would have been <laughs> interesting. Good. 800-848-WABC, 800 848 Alan is in New Jersey. Alan, you're on with uh, Barry Goldsmith and Pavlina Asta. Hello. Hey, Frank. Uh, one of your two dynamite guests tonight um, mentioned Iceland and taking a trip to Iceland. And I thought about um, going to Reykjavik, Iceland, as a kind of different destination and might be interesting. Um, Pavlina and Barry, what do you think about a visit to Iceland? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, first of all, uh, you have to tell me if you like the winter or summer. If you're a winter <laughs> person, go now. Other because it's very, uh, uh, it's very cold even during the summer. 
<coughs> they had, if you like art and architecture, uh, there's a lot of wooden, surprisingly great wooden architecture there, and lots of nature, like hot springs. Uh, so if you go to winter, go to the hot springs. It'll be warmer. But it, it's a great place. And if you go with Icelandic Airlines, um, you can go somewhere in Europe and stop off in Reykjavik. Uh, well, for free. You can, you can go to Luxembourg, Barry. Exactly, exactly. And Luxembourg, you can go to Brussels, Paris, or wherever. So uh, it's it's great unto itself, but the bargain is using it as a stopover. Gotcha. Uh, That's Pat- a really, those are some great, like, travel points. I love that, Barry. Um, hello. I, also, I went for my 21st birthday, and it was so much fun. You know, obviously, depending on when you go um, – is going to determine your activities. I went in, you know, like late September, maybe early October and, you know, snowmobiling, uh, going to blue lagoon is a lot of fun. There's like this beautiful spa in blue lagoon, like in a makeshift cave situation. Very cool. But I highly recommend Iceland. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the people are really, really nice. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And definitely why did you pick going. Iceland for your 21st birthday, Pavlina? Of all the places you could go, why there? True. Um, it was it was only four hours away from New York City, so it was pretty close by, and it was a you know fairly cheap like hmm. place to go. You know, as far as airfare goes, it wasn't that expensive. Um, once I got there, I spent some decent money, but like it was, it wasn't too expensive uh, compared to some other places. I didn't realize and it was, was also so close. Only a four-hour trip. There, there could be uh, weekends where where Eastern Long Island is a four-hour trip from uh, from New yeah. York City. Yeah, how about I know? Might as well there. just go to Iceland. Honestly, just live it up. Have some, you know, Black Death shots. You'll be good. <laughs> Alan's question was about the food. How would how would you rate the food there, Pavlina? You know, uh, the food was not super memorable, so I don't really. It, it it was okay. I would say it's okay because I don't remember it. Like when I was when I've traveled all over, you know, I there's usually something that stands out to me with the food, and I don't even remember. I I know I ate obviously. I just I don't remember eating, so it it clearly wasn't that spectacular. <laughs> uh, it was once part of uh, Denmark, and uh, as I recall, they have a lot of open face sandwiches like smorgasbord. They still have that tra- tradition. So oh, yeah, I think I did see that. One of the good things about smorgasbord, if you're on a diet, you go from having a sandwich with two pieces of bread to one. <laughs> so it's a good place to start a diet with yeah. smorgasbord. Thank you, Alan. You, if you, you end up going, much. let us know how you uh, like your trip there. 800-848-WABC. Carol is in New Jersey. Hello, Carol. Hey there, Frank. I'm enjoying your guests so much. They're yeah, wonderful. they're terrific. Thank you, they? Carol. Yeah, that Barry needs to have his own sitcom. <laughs> uh, yeah, either oh, that or you. a tragedy, one of the two. <laughs> um, you know what? Excuse me, Carol. Uh, I like to think that leisure travel, of all things, should be fun. So that's where I yes. tie a humor together with travel. Uh, I agree with that. You know, I switched back and forth between uh, the Sinatra show and uh, the big game. As I was told, I'm supposed to call it. And I knew it was gonna, going to be a close game, but I was rooting uh, for Joe Burrow because he won the national championship in 2019 with LSU, and yes. he also won the Heisman Trophy, too. And I, it was so close. 
It was. It was a pretty exciting game, and, and thanks for the call, Carol. I didn't have a strong rooting interest either way. I was just sort of hoping to, to see a good game, and uh, that we certainly did. Hey, we're going to continue with your calls, and uh, Pavlina Asta and Barry Goldsmith are here. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. 800-848-WABC. Straight ahead. WABC. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the policies or positions of WABC Radio, its management, or its sponsors. Hey, folks, it's Sid here for NJ Diet. Baseball season may not start on time, but that's no excuse not to start your own spring training. You can get yourself back into game shape before the warmer weather, since it only takes 40 days to lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds with NJ Diet. NJ Diet's program is unlike any other diet plan you've heard of before. It starts with bioenergetically personalized supplements based on your hair, saliva, and blood work. Then, NJ Diet uses DNA testing to create your ideal diet and workout regimen, help you keep the weight off the rest of your life. You'll be fully monitored to make sure you're burning fat, not just losing water. You'll also get the doctor's personal email and phone number. NJ Diet is all natural, no shots, no hormones, no surgery, no feeling hungry, and no awful prepackaged foods. Yuck. Locations in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, or from home with live online video consultations. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or go to NJDiet.com. Lose the weight for good. That's NJDiet.com. Listen to Rudy Giuliani every weekday at 3.55 p.m. for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's final thoughts. Rudy gives his insightful, most candid, and important final thought of the day on topics affecting our community, our nation, and you. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's final thoughts. Weekdays at 3.55 p.m. on 77 WABC. On New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Can Bobby love? The Beatles singing about love there. Uh, by the way, if you didn't hear any of, if you didn't hear all of Friday's show uh, and you're interested in the Beatles, you're going to want to listen to my uh, discussion with Bryce Zabel. Uh, we discussed not only aliens, but the Beatles and where the two of them connect, including John Lennon's UFO sighting and the, how that influenced his future work. Definitely go listen to that. You can check out the podcast of Friday's show at WABCradio.com. I've been very, very lucky, very, very fortunate to be joined for the last 53 minutes by Barry Goldsmith and Pavlina Asta. Pavlina, I've I've introduced you a few times as a Guinness World Record holder. If people are unfamiliar with your history and your career, remind folks uh, what you did to become a Guinness World Record holder. Pavlina, I still got you. Yes. Can you oh, me? yeah. Now I got you. Yes. Matt Blaze was uh, otherwise otherwise engaged. 
All right. Pavlina? All right. All right. We're going to go back to Pavlina. Now, um, now you, Barry, actually had a, uh, a, a brush with Guinness World Record holding. You were a guest on a 33-hour talk show that I did, which at the time broke the Guinness World Record for longest live TV talk show marathons. Feels like yesterday, but it was actually... That's right. It was oh, actually wow. 17 years ago. Oh, right? my God. Didn't that feel like it was yesterday? But I still wasn't Paulina's age. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, well, uh, uh, you don't look like you've aged much in that 17 years, whereas whereas uh, I have uh, quite a few more uh, gray hairs. You know what I'm doing now? Uh, so that I'll be Pavlina's age? I'm overdosing on z so I can become a member <laughs> of Generation Z. And <laughs> uh, Pavlina, what, um, what, 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 did, what was the Guinness World Record that you broke that you still hold to this day? Yes. So it was the uh, most interviews conducted in 24 hours where I did 347 interviews. In 24 hours? Wow. In 24 hours. How does a uh, how does an interview – so, I mean, how long were those interviews? So, you know, each one kind of varied, but um, the rules essentially were I had to ask each one five questions. They couldn't be yes or no uh, questions. They all had to have – you know, a sentence as an answer. Um, so this, like I said, they sort of varied, but, and I couldn't repeat any questions. That was the other part. Uh, so every single question was unique. And as sort of my preparation, wow. I prepared like 2000 questions for, uh, for it and everything. I was, I was asking, why is the sky blue by the end of it? I was, I was going kind of crazy. <laughs> now that, that must've been quite taxing. Uh, so you stayed up and stayed awake that whole time, those 24 hours. I was so adrenaline high. Sure. Yes, it oh, was. It was very easy. I didn't. I didn't want to eat. I didn't have to go to the restroom. I didn't have to do anything. I was like, I just need to stand here and get as many people, you know, in front of me as possible. That was that was my goal the whole time. No, that's, it was good. That, that's pretty impressive, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, very. You know, three hundred forty-seven interviews. And again, unlike my record, which uh, lasted for about forty seconds, that record <laughs> that you held and broke, uh, that still is in on the books to this day. It is. Yes. Um, and it's so funny because right before I broke it, like two other people, um, one in London and I know I, I, I'm sorry, one in Italy and then one in London had just broken it. Like the guy in Italy broke it a week later, the guy in London broke it. And then another week later I broke it. But the guy in London, he, he got the record around, I believe it was like 150. So I still like, went way be way, way beyond him which is what i wanted to do um and i i still hold it which i'm i'm very proud of that is uh pretty neat well wow. done Thank you. Uh, pavlina if folks want to follow what you're up to by the way uh whether it's television radio podcasting or or the printed word uh, what's the best way for them to do that yes so all of my social media is at pavlina asta um instagram facebook twitter wherever i i don't really go on twitter actually <laughs> Um, you're not but missing then, much, believe me. I do go on Twitter, and I can tell you, you're not missing much. Yeah, I think Twitter is such an interesting world, and I just don't need to be a part of it. I'm like, I'd rather be on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm happy with those, you know. So, and that's OSTA, right? OSTA, yes. All right. Well, uh, Pavlina, good luck to you in Michigan, and we hope you'll check in with us regularly and uh, come in and visit the next time you are in New York City. I absolutely will. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was great talking with you as well, Barry. Thank you. And it's a pleasure. Uh, Many happy travels when you go to Michigan. 
My favorite place in Michigan is Greenfield Village that uh, uh, Henry Ford took Edison's lab, the Wright Brothers a bicycle shop, and put all these great sites in one place, Greenfield Village. Uh, Barry, what's the Amazing. best way for people to uh, follow you uh, and if they want to be kept informed about what you're up to? Okay, well, first of all, it's not to follow me at 2 o'clock in the morning when I walk home, okay? <laughs> Are <laughs> Alone. you walking home? No. Okay, no, good. Okay. Yeah, we'll, well, uh, I'll spring for a taxi. Uh, it's, uh, my email address is barry.goldsmith at uh, uh, nyu.edu. There you simple. go. Simple okay. enough. Barry.goldsmith at nyu.edu. If you play your cards right, you might be able to find Barry on Facebook as well. Barry and Pavlina, thank you both very much. I've enjoyed the hour. I hope you guys have as well. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you so me. much. Th- and good luck in Michigan. Thank you, Barry. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Pavlina. Thank you, Barry. A lot more show 